Laudetio e Christus. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of the day it is you're joining me, and thank you so much for joining me. Today is Sunday, October 16th, 2022, and I am currently at Lake Sammamish, and it is a balmy 71 degrees here in the Pacific Northwest. It's an amazingly gorgeous day and I just couldn't stay inside today. I had to step outside to get some vitamin D and to enjoy some quiet time. And to record my second part two of my podcast update, which I first recorded on September 11th in regards to the tragedy that changed my family forever on August 12th, 2022, when my mom and my two sisters passed away in a house fire in Bethel, Alaska. Now, there are a few silver silver linings there. My brother escaped. Of course, he had some... He jumped out the second floor window. And so he had... He didn't have any broken bones, but he had a severely damaged foot. And to this day, it still is extremely painful. Um, I, unfortunately, there's been enough time between the first episode and today where I do not recall what I was going to bring to you uh, that day, but I trust that what I will say today will be sufficient enough to help bring some closure to the first episode. A month ago, I was, I would have to say, I was still in shock a little bit. It was a little bit of disbelief. It was a lot of, it was a lot to take in and a lot to process. I just started a new position. I was under a lot of stress, both from learning how to mourn while going back to work and dealing with life and just being able to take care of myself from that point on because by September 11th we had finished the funeral which happened 12 days after they passed away It took 12 days from the fire for the bodies to be um, what's the word uh, removed from the house sent over to Anchorage, Alaska processed at the medical examiners identified and returned back 
to Bethel. And you might not know this, and because I surely didn't know it, but if a body is burned in a fire, it's not like, oh, okay, because you know whose house it is and you know who's in the house, that the body is just going to be like, okay, that's who it is, right? That would be like a normal death, like if someone just passed away uh, normally, like in their sleep, right? Like you're... Uh, uh, somebody some somebody just a normal person just passes away in their home and somebody comes and discovers them and then a family member would have to come and identify them like oh okay is this so and so and they would say yes and you know that type I've, it's never happened to me like that but um that's what i guess is like the normal way but if a body is uh, burned or um, unrecognizable um, via facial features or other means of, of um, identifying, then they use dental records, fingerprint records, or uh, DNA. I had to learn that process, right? So I call medical examiner and the medical examiner is like explaining to me the process and I was like, okay. And they tell me how long because I'm like, okay, you know, I have to plan a couple funerals here. I got to be prepared. I need to know, you know, basically give me a timeline of what's going to be happening here. And so she goes on and tells me dental records could take a week, medical records could take two weeks, DNA used to take a year, but now they take, you know, they could take up to a month if we can't identify them by any other records, like um, medical or dental. So I'm like, okay, great, thanks. And, you know, I call up and talk to Father Michael. And I'm like, okay, well, I plan to have my family... I can't even think of the word cremated because they're like halfway there right that was my thinking at the time and so father was like nope in Russian Orthodox you can't cremate the bodies because well you can cremate the bodies we just don't have a proper uh, funeral service because in the Orthodox church they don't they can't bless bless ashes right so I was like okay great thanks for telling me that because now I will call the medical examiner back and I will let them know. And so I called the medical examiner. I said, okay, wait, hold on a minute. There's been a change. And of course, this is like days in time, right? Because I'm doing other things um, to get the preparation ready. And I am taking it upon myself to 
make sure things are happening while trying to keep my composure in life. But I mean, honestly, I was in such shock and I was in such disbelief and I kind of am in disbelief right now because I just, I truly miss my mom. And I remember talking to her the day before this happened and I was like, mom, and let this be a lesson to you, you know, because you never know, you never, ever, ever know. And I might've said that to you, but I just want to emphasize this to you. You never know. And I, (laughs) you're gonna, it's gonna be so hard to say this. But I called my mom the day before because she wasn't feeling well. And I was like, okay, mom. And then I talked to my brother, Christopher, and he told, tells me what's going on. And then I talked to my mom again, and I'm like, okay, mom, well, I got to go back to work because I'm at lunch, and so I'll give you a call after work. Well, guess what? After work, I end up being so tired that I just just lay down and go to bed i'll be like oh, i'll call my mom tomorrow and that's what happened at the five o'clock in the morning five fifteen in the morning and i get the text message and sure enough this whole thing goes down right so did i get to call my mom back no but listening to like my brothers and sisters you know they got to call her and they got to talk to her and she wasn't she really wasn't feeling good so you know every at least the people who you know at least I got to talk to her and other people brothers and sisters got to talk to her and I just want to say thank you to like all the new listeners and all the people who are listening to this I don't know if you found me like from the beginning I don't know if you are a new listener And this is kind of just like throwing you in the deep end, but, you know, life will be what it will be. And I started sharing my podcast with other people and telling them. And honestly, I started the podcast for myself to help me in my life to cope and to deal with the life situations that not only I face but maybe other people and to help them out so I'm gonna continue on with that and this is like my video journal my voice recorded journal of life events and happenings right and advice and sharing the light and through this whole process of the tragedy, I don't want to, like, it's way too early, right? Like, it's, but I've, I just found my way of thinking and the way I process things is so different now. It's not the same. It's like I'm here in the world, but there's a piece of me missing that will just almost never, that, that will never come back. And I miss my mom, like every day. It's so funny, like the other day, I make phone calls on my lunch. And I used to just call my mom on my lunch. And so typically I go through like my brothers and my sisters and my friends and so on and so forth on my lunch. And so it's recapping my day with 
my family and I was like, oh yeah, and I, I call mom and my brothers and my sisters on lunch and I like had to stop myself and I was like, wait a minute, I did not call my mom on lunch. This was just the other day. Like, without even thinking, I was like, oh, I call my mom. Like, yeah, I just called my mom. No, that did not happen. That did not happen. That did not happen at all. So, that was interesting. Like, it just came out of my mouth just so easily. Like, oh, I call my mom. And uh, I had to correct myself there pretty quick. Nobody even said anything to me. I don't even know if that's happened multiple times or not. But, um, yeah, that's, that's about all I want to share today. Things have been getting better, though. I did start a meal train because... A week and a half ago, when I when everything settled down, I it was a gorgeous day here in the Pacific Northwest, and I just came home from work, and I wanted I was like so, so happy, and I'm like, hey, let's go out, let's go get some food, let's go get some dinner, and then all of a sudden I looked at the trash and the dishes and the laundry, and I started screaming and yelling like, the dishes aren't even done, the laundry's not even taken care of, nobody has done anything, how could we even go outside when the house is a mess like this, and like, that's when I knew, like, I needed to reach out to get some help, because my, my, nobody in my family should have to listen to me being angry, and stressed, and so that's when I reached out for help. And I said, hey, I need help making dinners. I was like at my wit's end and I was and, and I, I held off as long as I could because I honestly didn't believe that like people making dinners and providing food was going to help out. I really didn't. Um, and it wasn't. And honestly, here's another thing, too, is my friend texted me like the next afternoon. And she's like, hey, how are you doing? And I told her, hey, can you please set up a meal train for me? I, um, <laughs> there's another low information. So I was like, hey, can you please set up a meal train for me? I, um, I really am feeling stressed and everything right now. And she's like, I don't even know how to. She's like, what's a meal train? I don't even know how to do it, whatever. And then so like a couple hours later, she texts me. She's like, can you just set it up for me? Can you just set it up and just let me know when you're done? So I was like, okay, cool. So I set myself up a meal train. I texted her. And then, like, she made sure, like, and I shared it with my church group, too. And I was so hesitant to share my very need for help with the people. I felt vulnerable. I felt exposed. Like, I should be able to do this. I should be able to take care of myself. I should be able to, like, just so many shoulds. Like, uh, just was run down I'm so run down I'm so just run down and it's like I wish I had time more time to heal and to mourn and to grieve properly and you know it's just gonna take time I'm gonna have to be gentle with myself and I'm gonna have to be patient with myself and I'm gonna have to know and understand that 
I'm doing the best I can. And people were ready to help me with the meal train, and I was really happy for that. I mean, I could kind of tell, like, some people who, who, like, didn't get it, right? Like, they don't get it. Like, I need help. Like, I don't ask for help a lot, but I needed help. And even though, like, all the days that I asked for meals weren't filled up and everything, just the, the, the small amount of people that brought over meals, they're, and I talked to one of them too, and, like, their happiness and willingness to, to, to help me out, like, transferred from the food that they got and into me. Like, we were able to, me and my girls were able to laugh to play a game for me to not have to stress about even meal planning meal prepping and all that it helped tremendously so for all those who are hesitant about something please reach out for help it makes a difference it truly does but i was gonna end this um before i get too emotional I will, my plan is to record a podcast more often than not um, to kind of get back into the groove and kind of get things like get a calendar going to get this going to at least pop in, you know, three, four, five times a week and just give you updates and let you know and to kind of talk it out and to share things and to be growing and healing together because that's what it's about that is what it's about is like the amount of processing that somebody has to do on their own sometimes is a little bit much so reaching out for help and getting a little bit of help and even just talking about it and being there for somebody makes a huge impact so with that being said i will say thank you for your time today and I don't know what you have planned but God bless and keep you.